And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to KFAB Corner. I'm your host, Jordan Pierce Owens. To sit down with a fellow member of the pro wrestling community. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today with Robbie Cook. Robbie, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm always good, man, or as best as I can be in these times. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good. We're talking a little bit off the air here. I mean, how are you doing in these times, man? Are you, are you staying busy, staying healthy, and sane? Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I was never sane. But uh, yeah, I'm staying as healthy as I can be, and, you know, I work the, the real job as much as I can now, but with the kids being out of school, it's kind of kind of hard to, you know, so. How many kids you got, Robbie? Uh, three, man. Oh, okay, guys, we got three of them there, man. All right, yeah, so you're definitely staying busy then. <laughs> Always. And they're wrestling. My two boys are wrestling all the time. Go figure, right? Uh, are, they, are they fans? Or are oh, they yeah. just, Are they just wrestling? Oh, yeah, they're fans of the business too? Yeah, yeah. First of all, what shirt are you wearing? Unfortunately. <laughs> well, what shirt are you rocking today? Uh, actually, uh, Chris Jericho's shirt, if you can oh, see it. Nice. Uh, it's like his, uh, it's a picture of him taking his sunglasses off. I don't know. I like T-shirts that stand out, you know, so. I like that. That's a, that's a unique one. I haven't seen that one. It's one of his newer ones, actually. Man, oh, I have so really? many wrestling shirts. It's not even funny. My cloth, my whole, I have a whole closet full of nothing but New Japan shirts, old school WWF T-shirts from the from the nineties, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, my my, that's a huge collection. We're talking about how you have a big Funko collection. I I don't have as big as yours, but I definitely have a big uh, T-shirt collection myself. So yeah, uh, I'm insane, with you on that. Insane T-shirt collection. I actually just started collecting uh, wrestling masks from Mexico. So I'm building a wall of that in my in my man cave now. I think I have like six or seven masks right now. Which... Yeah, Parker yet? Do I have who? La Parker? No, 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 not yet. Here, I'll see if you can see any of these. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we've got Liger. We got Liger. Pentagon. Penta. Phoenix right next. Phoenix. Mysterio. Grand Naniwa. He was like a Michinoku pro wrestler. Nice. Tiger Mask, of course. Tiger. Haya. Uh, Hayabusa. Nice. I like it. Good, good collection. I got a couple of Mysterios. That's about all I have somewhere in this room. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a bad habit to start because once I start something, I go, I can't I, I can't be one of those people who just off buys one thing because then I go, well, now I got to figure out where else to put it, you know? Show everyone the uh, the Funko collection real quick. Just to show where a collection of yours can truly go. Yeah, so he ain't joking about the masks. If the masks go anywhere near that collection. We're not done, by the way. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's an insane collection. Buddy, and it, it's getting worse. The girlfriend's like, hey, come on. You got to stop now. Uh, they keep coming out with new ones. How can you? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, hey, I, 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 you know, I'm like, I, I have no room for this, but I gotta buy it. <laughs> so usually the first question is, you know, were you a fan growing up? But I gotta imagine the answer is yes with how you were growing up. So talk to me about the origins of your life in wrestling. Man, I was always a wrestling fan growing up, but the, believe it or not, though, like when I was probably like three or four. I was going to shows with my dad, who's Bob Cook, by the way, cheap plug, I guess. He was always going to shows, and I never fully understood, like, what's going on. You know, I'm like, and all these people are here booing him. He's not that bad of a guy, you know? <laughs> so I was like, I'm like, oh, he's fighting somebody. Well, what, what, what the hell's going on? But once I later understood, you know, probably like maybe like 96, 
97, I really started getting into it, you know? And then uh, it, it was just one of those strange things, man. I like going to like WCW, like house shows and like Fort Myers and stuff and like meeting like Macho Man and like uh, the Giant at the time. I think I, I, I think I met Eddie Guerrero at a urinal once. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was really cool. I mean, and then I kind of just fell in love with it, like seeing guys like Sabu and Shawn Michaels and Cactus Jack, of course, you know. So, I mean, I've always been a fan of, of wrestling. And then, you know, there's a whole different world between being a fan of wrestling. And then when you actually start wrestling, you start looking at everything totally different. And it like, it's cool, but it also sucks because then you're like, man, I used to love like this dude as a kid, but now I watch him now and he was like the shits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like you go, man, Doink was cool, and then you go, well, wait, go watch, go name a Doink match. It was actually fun to watch. I can't think of it. <laughs> I think him and Brett had a good one once, didn't they? <laughs> well, probably, but Brett didn't have bad matches. So <laughs> Brett could have wrestled a broom and had a good match. True. Yeah, he's one of those those guys that you say with a broomstick, of course. Yeah. Uh, was it always a goal of yours to get into wrestling, or was it when did that with the ball start rolling? Uh, I would say the goal of wanting to be a wrestler is probably in middle school. I was backyard wrestling and, you know, everybody backyard wrestled when they were probably in middle school and high school. Like, uh, I started backyard wrestling and stuff. And we actually like used to wrestle at this church down the street from my house. And we built like a ring out of like cinder blocks and plywood and like, uh, like, uh, like water hose, like, and use them as the ropes. And uh, we do shows and stuff. We'd have like, we we go to church. The deal was his pastor would let us go go to his as long as we went to his church, he would let us wrestle on his property after church was over. And some of the church people would come and watch us and stuff. It was I don't I don't know what he saw in it. Maybe he just wanted to support some kid's dream somehow or shape or form. I don't know. But I mean, we did some pretty stupid stuff. You know, diving off you know ladders and all kinds of stupid silly stuff. Where does your uh, uh, training begin uh, now after the after the backyard or even during? Uh, I didn't start training to be a wrestler. Funny story. I was in high school at the time, and I started training to be a wrestler my senior year of high school. And uh, some people you may know, they actually ran a school down here. Uh, Deacon Starr, uh, Carnage, Jason Sanders, they ran a school down here, and uh, Joseph White. Uh, the funny thing is there's a shell station not far from where I live and my dad seen a sign that they made and they hung in the window of the gas station. Hey, you know, pro wrestling school, contact, you know, Jason Sanders at blah, 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 whatever the number was. And uh, he came home and said, hey, what do you think about being a wrestler? Do you ever want to do it? And I'm like, absolutely. But uh, the funny thing before that, though, before my dad even offered that, I was I was you know, everybody's going to college and all that fun stuff. I wasn't looking at going to college. I was looking at wrestling schools. So I was actually at the time, I was a big IWA Mid-South fan, like Ian Rotten's company in Indiana. And I was a big CZW fan. So I reached out to both schools and it was like, hmm, which one do I want to go to, you know? And then, uh, you know, it just happened to be happenstance. My dad came home one day and said, hey, there's a wrestling school here in town. Do you want to go try it out? And uh, I did. And uh, I was with them for a little, for a couple of months. And then my dad broke down and actually opened his own wrestling school 
here in town in my house. So we had a backyard, we had a wrestling ring in my backyard and uh, just training every day with him, man. I would go to school, come home, train like four or five hours every day, you know, and that thing. And then even when, uh, you know, he wasn't out there teaching, I was out there hitting the ropes or doing moonsaults or just trying to come up with something different or unique or just whatever, you know, so. So what are some of your early, uh, like, matches and moments when you start getting into uh, wrestling here? Uh, you know, you talked to to Joe uh, Casanova. He was talking, like, uh, in one years, and he was talking about OPW that used to run in Port Charlotte. Well, that that was the school that essentially Joe and uh, Jason Sanders and Jeremy and, you know, Deacon, they were running. So they were running that company. So basically they used the kind of – a whole bunch of guys from Florida and they would sprinkle guys in from the school who would go in up and uh, wrestle there. It was like on a, it was in a horrible little bar. I don't, I don't know what the bar is called now, but it used to be called coyotes. And uh, it was a, it was a small redneck hole in the wall place where people would get drunk and want to come watch wrestling on Tuesday nights. And, uh, and I wrestled tons of guys, Mike, Michael Patrick, if you know who, who he is, wrestled him. Uh, Mark Zout, there was a guy named Lou Cipher at the time who was wrestling there. Uh, Jason Sanders, aka Carnage, me and him did some hardcore matches, stuff like that. Uh, I wrestled, I man, that, that was freaking forever ago, man, but I wrestled Deacon Star. He was actually my first match I've ever had, ever, in a, a place called, it was something billiards in Sarasota, but uh, on my prom night, it was either I was going to go to prom. I was in high school at the time. Either go to prom and be miserable with my friends or go get the hell kicked out of me in a wrestling ring on my prom night and bleed all over the place. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to go uh, wrestle. So my prom night, while all my buddies were at prom doing their thing and getting drunk probably, I was wrestling Deacon Star in the semi-main event of uh, the, my first show ever, which my name actually was, wasn't Robbie Cook at the time. I, uh, that, was my, that was actually my next question, which is, give me some previous gimmicks and names. What was your, what was the name? All right, my first name was Robbie Maxwell. Okay. And I remember we were sitting with like uh, Jeremy, Jason, I think even uh, J- Joey, you know, uh, Draven Frost, you know, as he's known, he was there, and we were all just tra- training, and we were like, man, our first show's coming up. We got the name and I didn't want to always bite off my dad's name because everybody you know who's a second generation wrestler is always compared to how good their dad was going to be you know and such and I didn't want to put the pressure on him I didn't want the pressure on me so I was like well I'm so and somehow at trading there was a someone was drinking coffee and they had like the instant coffee like Maxwell House coffee and I'm just like well I'll call myself Robbie Maxwell and for some reason, I wanted to rip off, like, the uh, early Sandman gimmick from ECW. But, like, when he was, like, the surfer, you know? So he had, like, the blonde hair, and he come out with a surfboard and all kinds of stuff like that. So that was kind of, like, my original gimmick. But then I realized that, one, I don't want to be carrying a freaking surfboard around to me at shows <laughs> and having to walk out with it and, and whatnot. And, I don't, and if someone came and asked me about surfing, I'm from Florida, but I don't know a goddamn thing about surfing, man. I can't even skateboard. I can't even ice skate. I don't, I don't know nothing about freaking whatever. I could lie, but I'm like, eh, 
So I kind of just was Robbie Maxwell. And then I kind of like, after that, I kind of started like trying to rip off like a uh, Hayabusa stuff and Sabu stuff and the Hardys were big at the time. So it's kind of like just trying to find myself. But I didn't become Robbie Cook until probably 2009, 2010 by accident, actually. I was still wrestling as Robbie Maxwell. But uh, previously, my dad was talking. Oh, about a show that, that oh. he was running and there was a guy named Maxwell there was a guy named Maxwell Chicago at the time I don't know if you ever heard of him sure yeah but, uh, tuxedo suit yeah yeah I was actually supposed to wrestle him and it was like well Maxwell you know versus Maxwell I was like eh, I don't know how that really sounds you know I was like well I'll just be me and see how it goes and I'll work heel for the first time and uh, I actually, I think he ended up wrestling someone else that night. So I guess hindsight, I could have kept the Robbie Maxwell name, but that was the birth of Robbie Cook. I actually wrestled uh, a guy named Funky Fresh on that show, which uh, Draven Frost was talking about on his last uh, interview with you, how they were doing like a white rapper gimmick and all kinds of stuff like that. So did, did just from that on you were, you went to Robbie Cook or did you anything else? Uh, I wrestled as Robbie Cook pretty much always after that. There was a one time where I think it was maybe kind of, I, I know a lot of your guys came down from Real Pro. You guys were NEW at the time. There was a show at a college down in Port Charlotte or Ponte Gorda, which I think Draven Frost just talked about. Like he broke the ring or something like that. I, me I remember the ring broke because I had to go wrestle him right after after the ring broke and it was horrible it just turned into like a big 20 minute brawl but for some reason uh joe white was running the show at the time and he didn't want me he didn't want me to use the name robbie cook for some reason i'm not i'm not sure why but he was just like man we're trying to make the flyer pop let's come up with a weird name so i think he called me like uh robbie mayhem or like something weird like that and it was like just like a one-time thing and then I was like, man, I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> that's a, that's an odd decision. Really. Just, just, just change your name just so they could have something weird on the flyer. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, I was always easy going, man. Like, if I ever had to, like, rock a wrestling mask and fill in for somebody or, or just whatever, I was always game. I didn't care if I was the first match on the show or the last match. I don't, I don't care. As long as I was wrestling and I was having fun, that's all that matters, you know? Did that ever happen? Were you ever like Mascalusha Door number four or Ultra Bacabre? Like, did you ever have to do that? Actually, yeah. Like, uh, let's see. I think like my third match ever. I was in. I was uh, in the main event with a guy named Rob Minion at the time, and someone no showed the show. I can't remember. And uh, someone came and asked me, "Hey, do you have any masks on you by chance?" Or I'm like, "Yeah, I always keep wrestling masks in my." gear bag for whatever strange reason just in case i needed to you know wrestle with somebody else or fill in i always had extra gear had extra boots had extra everything and i it was kind of i just went in and did a quick squash match and i can't remember what i was called i might have i think i was like wild fang you know or something like that you remember like the old the old onita song wild thing i for some i think i was i just wrestled this wild thing one or something for like a brief moment and i remember i just got tossed out of the ring 
for some reason and came back in and got finished with like a clothesline or something like that. Something quick and easy. I'm like, there was no point in even having a match, but hey, whatever, I guess. Maybe someday we'll see the return of Wild Thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's some, what are some of your favorite matches you've had, man? Who have you uh, really enjoyed getting in there and clicking with? Uh, actually, one of my best friends in, in wrestling, his name's Rob Iago is his real name, but he wrestled briefly as uh, Rob Minion. He was Bruiser Bronson. Uh, me and him started together. I've known him since I was, you know, in middle school. We started training and stuff together. And uh, me and him started feuding all over Florida. Uh, we had crazy street fights, uh, leather strap matches, chain matches, uh, table matches, just whatever kind of weird gimmick a promoter could come up with, we've probably done it. But he was one of my favorites. Uh, Funky Fresh was always fun. Um, let's see, Donovan Carmichael was fun. Michael Patrick was fun even though he probably won't remember this. And one of my first matches ever, he ripped the, he the hell out of me. Freaking, um, at the time, my finisher was a uh, elbow. I was a, I was like, man, it's an easy finish. I was doing an elbow off the top rope. And for some reason, he kept telling me to go up and drop an elbow, drop an elbow, drop an elbow. I probably dropped like 10, 15 elbows in a row in this match. <laughs> and he blew me up, man. It was, sounds funny, but it was not fun. He was fun. Oh man, I wrestled so many, so many people. Uh, I briefly had did a gimmick with a uh, big veto uh, up in uh, Newport Richie, which I'm blind as hell without my glasses. I'm like my dad; I can't see without my glasses on. We had to do a, uh, I had to do a run in, and I had to wear a mask. And uh, I remember he's like, "Yeah, just come in and just start kicking me." And a bunch of guys were wearing masks at the time. And it was these old, like, uh, cheap rubber Halloween masks. And I had to run in, and I kicked them. And I I kicked them so damn hard, man. <laughs> I felt so bad. But he, he was always cool, even though that sh whole show was not cool. That was probably, like, one of the worst shows I've ever been a part of in my life. What, what happened there? Uh, basically, uh, we drove all the way to Newport Ritchie. And, uh... I worked my pal Rob, Rob Iago at the time, Rob Minion, and uh, the promoter comes and says, all right, guys, these are the list of all the moves you're going to do and not do. You guys got five minutes, including entrances. He told me that I wasn't allowed to do any move at all, at all, I'd not, to, not to work the crowd, not to do anything, just focus on the hard camera. And my friend came out, and there's like, yeah, he's just going to eat you up and do, and do whatever. And uh, he told him every single move that he was going to do to me and for me to do nothing. I think we worked like five minutes, and he ended up doing an extra move, like in the match. He threw like an extra punch or something like that. And I remember like just getting chewed out in the backstage for, for it. And I'm just like, man, like, isn't wrestling supposed to be fun? Like, you know, everybody was – you know, you've been around the indies, man. There's there's some indies where they're fun, and there's some indies sure. where the people running have they think it's WWE, you know, where everything's got to be micromanaged to where you can't do anything, you know. And that's like, hey, man, I'm the easiest guy in the world, but if you're not paying me any money, you're giving me five minutes, and you're not gonna let me do anything. What's the point of wanting to come back, you know? Mm -hmm. 
No, especially I mean, like you said on the independent level, it's always weird when they it's overdone sometimes. Yeah, what's the what's the point? You know what I mean? If they gave you five minutes of WWE, you'd be being paid well, but other here you're not. Well, why why overdo it that way? Yeah. Exactly. Plus, I mean, how are you? How are people supposed to get over? How how am I supposed to show that I can work, or my partner, my buddy I'm working with can work, if you're telling them every single move to do and you're telling me I can't do anything? It's not like it's not like he's been there and they're building him up as a monster or anything like that. Okay, are we back? I think we're back now. No, you're good. Okay. Did, did, you miss, did you miss any of that or did you get that random? Uh, not, yeah, the, not that he was a monster, but yeah, that's the last thing I had heard. But, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I always prided myself on being someone who could go work with anybody. You know, like, I can, you know, I can do high flying. I can do death matches. I can do everything. Just let me know what you guys want, you know. What's some of your uh, favorite promotions? Which locker rooms did you, did you enjoy being in? Uh, there was a company in Ruskin at the time that I was wrestling for a lot, UWF. You ever heard of those guys? But a, a guy named Chris, the Dr. Proctor, ran it, and a guy named Luke Centel, Luscious Luke. They were always fun because they kind of had the mindset of, all right, guys, you know, you're working such and such tonight. Go have fun. Figure out who's winning. Figure out who's losing. Figure out your match. Go as long as you want. Go 20 minutes. Go 30 minutes. Whatever you want to do, here you go. We weren't granted, we weren't getting paid, but it was a great way to to learn you know i mean that was a it was a great place for people to come up and learn like uh james anthony i'm sure you you, you know him he came he came up through that. he was uh early right when he started out came out of high, uh his uh wrestling school he was up there wrestling and uh, he was gi jam at the time but yeah i mean they, they were it was a it was a great place to learn and a great place just to have fun like if you know, that's pretty much what it was. If you're coming out of wrestling school where you just wanted to go have fun and wrestle and not have to be stressed out about, you know, whatever, it was cool, man. That was fun. Um, when you guys were uh, NEW, you guys were always fun. I did a couple shows with you guys. Uh, I don't think I worked with you with you guys when you guys had the name change or anything like that. No, Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so, actually, no. I mean – so that was always fun. The uh, the original OPW locker room was fun. Uh, there was an old wrestling company in Tampa called USWA or something like that. They were kind of big. They were fun. Uh, I wrestled in uh, Tennessee for a company called USWO with Michael Patrick and all those guys. That was that was fun. I think Jerry Lynn was on the show. We worked up there and. That was always fun. Getting in trouble in Tennessee was always fun. <laughs> road stories, man. Road stories. Any any anything comes to mind? Actually, yeah. The, let's see. We were in Tennessee with me, my my uh, good friend Robert Yago, and Michael Patrick at the time, and maybe one other person, but I can't I can't remember who it was. But we went to Tennessee to do some shows, and the arena was this old hole in the wall. It was like a crack house. It was like a crack hotel. It was called like Stadium Inn. It was just the grossest, craziest looking place ever. But 
the fans were awesome. But yeah, just go I'm like after the shows, we would go out to eat and we'd get drunk and just roam the neighbor, roam the town. But uh we went to a hookah lounge and uh I remember we were all smoking hookah for the first time. And uh Michael Patrick, he uh he smoked a little bit too much hookah. And it's not marijuana or anything like that, it's just like your tobacco. But he was under the impression that he was high as a kite. And he's trying to he's trying to navigate through the busy Nashville streets, and he is panicking and freaking out. And me and my buddy are trying to tell him, "Nah, man, it's nothing. It's no big deal. You're totally fine." We ended up making it going back to the the hotel. He ended up passing out, and me and my buddy ended up trying to bring. We walked down to the uh, Waffle House. You know, wrestlers always love Waffle House. Tried to walk into Waffle House with a case of beer and they wanted no part of that. So we just ended up drinking in the parking lot and throwing beer bottles and cutting promos on each other and going crazy in parking lots and all kinds of fun stuff. To get uh, Michael Patrick on on here and see if he remembers that. <laughs> he probably won't remember that. I was gonna say he might have he might have uh, plucked that from his memory or won't isn't able to remember. <laughs> But he, uh, he, was, he was always fun to hang out with. I only got to work him like once. So. Well, speaking of that, is there anyone that you wish you had the chance to work with that you never got in there with? Oh, man, there's so many guys. Let's see. On the Florida scene, I, I think Zach Monstar would have been fun. Like uh, like right now, he's he, he's doing like cool death matches and stuff like that, you know. And I grew up loving that kind of stuff, like watching the Big Japan stuff the FMW stuff, the Cactus Jack stuff. Like, I felt like me and him could have had a cool, like, barbed wire match or a white tube match or do something cool. Um, man, uh, Mark Mandrake, when he was around, he would have been cool to work. Uh, I think those are, like, the two main guys, man. I wrestled so many. I've been wrestling in this state for maybe 13, 14 years. I, I wrestled so many people, and a, a lot of guys, you know, that I – Never thought I would have got a chance to work. I worked, you know. So I mean, those two guys probably. Now, and and that brings me to next question, which is something I'm even curious about. What is the current status of Robbie Cook? Are you semi-retired, retired? I know you slowed down and seems like the last couple of years. So talk to me about what's up with Robbie Cook, man. Man, I I, I don't know at the, at this moment. I get I get asked, I, I got I get asked probably on a weekly basis. Hey, man, you want to come do a show here? Hey man, come come back. I don't know. It's one of those things to where like I miss wrestling every day. I love it, but I haven't done it in probably two years. And at the time, I was at the heaviest I've ever weighed in my life. My doubt, my my, and how I feel about wrestling, and just can I still go? I always have that doubt, you know. And I always don't. I don't want to just come to a show and then suck up the joint and then I go man I should have never been here you know and then I feel like I let people down you know so I really don't know what the status is I mean at this point I've lost I've been dieting like crazy I've been doing keto for a while I've lost like a little over you know 25 pounds and I feel great I feel like I could get in the ring and go but I don't know it's also one of those things where I've been out of the game for a while I don't really know anybody really anymore you know I don't really know many people who run shows and stuff anymore. I know uh, Joe Abel runs his uh, show once a year. <laughs> I, I know you guys do. Um, 
it's just one of those things to where like if I if I do get into it, I obviously wouldn't want to drive somewhere where I have to drive like six, seven, eight hours to go do it my first show back. So if I had to drive like an hour or something, that wouldn't be fun. That would be nice. But I don't know. Like I said, I think it's always in the back of my head of, of yeah, let's let's get back in the game and do it, you know. So I don't know. I would say I'm semi-retired, but if someone came and offered me something cool and fun, then I would definitely be game to, to do so, you know. So. Uh, so it, it sounds like to me you're not done yet. That's, the right opportunity's got to come along for you. So I don't the think right we're quite done. The right opportunity's got to come, and just I don't want to be micromanaged, and I don't want to you know a, a commit to coming to a company and then be micromanaged of like, all right, cool, like you got like three minutes, you got your work, you know. I don't know. I don't want to come back, and then I'm like, man, why did I come back if I can't even like work a match or just you know i don't know yeah i don't know it's one of those things you know well, like I said, I, I, I know there's those companies that are definitely out there, and I'm not even necessarily slacking by any means, but, like, there's a lot of companies that aren't like that. I think that will give you, you know, time, and, and you know, they just want to put on a good show. I know that's all we've ever cared about, just putting on a fun, good show, and um, not too much micromanaging here. So, and I'm sure plenty others will do the same. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, other than you guys, I mean, I don't really follow, like, uh, Florida wrestling that much, like, anymore, really. I mean, like, I follow your guys' stuff. Uh, I think that might be it. I mean, other than like, I watched like my new Japan stuff, my uh, AEW stuff and briefly WWE stuff. I can't really tell you what's going on over there. I mean, it's so weird watching wrestling with like no crowds. They kind of, they have crowds a little bit now. (laughs) You will start back. Like, well, WWE has what, like, uh, like their NXT, like uh, trainees and stuff. Yeah. And same thing with AEW. It's, it's, it's all, you know, excess roster members and a little bit of family or friends. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than nothing, but it's, it's just weird, man. Like watching WrestleMania this year was, was weird, you know? And to think that I almost bought tickets to go when they're on sale, I was like, man, it's going to be in Tampa. Let's go. Cause I went to the one in Orlando and, uh, that was cool. Uh, Tommy Dreamer was actually at the same hotel that uh, I stayed at and go, go getting up in the morning, going to get Wait, breakfast. Hotel, what hotel were you at? Oh, I can't, I don't even remember the name of it at the time, man. It, I, I, think, I think I was there too. I, it was, was it the WrestleCon hotel or? Yeah, it was a WrestleCon hotel. Uh, we I think we were at the same place then. <laughs> we took the WrestleCon bus to uh, the show, but uh, no, we, so I remember leaving. Were we yeah, on the same bus too? We're probably, we probably on the same bus, man. Probably on the same bus, man. I was so freaking tired and not paying attention. I just got on the bus and sat and wanted to go back to the hotel and go to sleep. But no, Tommy Dreamer. I went to another show. <laughs> yeah, see, no, no, no. But Tommy Dreamer was there. I remember, like, leaving the hotel, like, the day of WrestleMania. And I was like, oh, shit, there's Tommy Dreamer. That's awesome, man. He was one of my idols growing up. But I always have that weird thing of, like, I don't want to go bother people. Like, like if I, if I go to a restaurant and I see someone famous at a restaurant, I'm not going to go bother for an autograph. I'm not going to go harass them. But Tommy Dreamer was there and uh, these uh, tourists were there. I think they're from like India. They're from another country and they were trying to ask Tommy Dreamer directions to Disney world. (laughs) And I remember Tommy Dreamer, like I remember him specifically saying Disney world, WrestleMania is in town. You're not going to WrestleMania? And I just remember Tommy Dreamer going off on these people like in a fun, you know, 
funny way. And I'm, I remember like, oh, that's so awesome. I remember I regret not talking to Tommy because he always says in his podcasts and stuff that, uh, oh, man, if anybody comes and wants an autograph or picture, feel free. I, I do it. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have done that, you know. Good to know, though, but I know what you mean. I'm always very trepidatious about bothering anyone. Like you said, restaurants or even out in the in the real world, like, you never know. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy if they're just tired or whatever, but, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I got a question for you, though. You ever, like, do shows, like, in your town, and then someone comes and recognizes you, like, while you're shopping or, like, something oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I've, I've had people, with, yeah, at first they're like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, hey, you. Uh, was it, um... Uh, my niece's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. The dude was like, dude, I was at the last show. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it happens for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, kind it, of a... It, it's a weird feeling, though. I remember, like, like what a fighting for a cure. I think it was, like, three. Whatever the one that Road Warrior Animal was at, I don't remember which one that was. But I think I won the title back that night in the main event. I remember, like, the next day I was shopping at Walmart. And these kids and their dad came up and said, hey, aren't you such and such? And I go, oh, yeah, I am. And they asked for my autograph and picture. And then people in Walmart are looking at me like I'm, like, some celebrity or something. I'm like, no. Oh, like, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah, start getting people all confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I don't need that. I don't need the attention, man. Uh Robbie, where where do you see yourself in five years, man? You're sticking around. You got other endeavors in your mind. Like, where where do you see yourself in about five years? Man, I I, I in five years, obviously, my Funko collection is probably going to be outgrowing <laughs> my house. Uh, I don't know, man. I think maybe like stepping my toes back into wrestling, maybe, and maybe you know, trying to help people out. You know, like I've always been one of those guys that like I'm not selfish, as in I love training people. I love giving people advice. I, I I don't know. I just love being around wrestling to where if I can help people in any way, shape, or form, you know, I, might, I might be one of those guys, you know, one of those old vets you see in the locker room that is waiting for someone to come ask me advice or something. I, or, I mean, I might be wrestling full-time. I, I really don't have, like, a five-year plan as far as wrestling goes. I mean, I mean, other than just making sure I'm alive still, my kids are happy and my girlfriend's happy and that's pretty much my 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 life plan right now but i don't have anything planned man i just take one things one step at a time that's it one day at a time my brother uh picture this yeah a show just ended a kid comes up to you kind of like you said before and says you had a great match hey i want to get in the business myself can you give me some advice what advice do you give people just starting out in the business Funny, funny thing you should ask, it actually happened to me. And uh, one of the guys who actually asked me that, he uh, did a couple uh, AEW dark darks. He wrestled Moxley. Was it Fabu? Yeah, Fabu. I'm not he, surprised because I remember he was at those uh, those cancer shows. It was yeah, a fan. He, yeah, he was a fan. And uh, he came and asked me for my autograph after one show sometime. And he said, hey, man, how would you how would I get into wrestling? And I I was in a I was in a hurry. I think I, we were going to like an after party or doing something, and I was like, "Well, hey man, here's my Facebook. You know, get a hold of me, and I'll, I'll hook you up." And he asked me some questions, and I said, "Well, hey, if this is something you really want to do, you know, there's so many schools, especially around in Florida. Find one that's that's credible, one that you can be that you know you'll be trained properly at, 
And if it's your dream and it's something you want to do, give it a shot. You get one life and you could die tomorrow. Be as happy as you can be while you're here. And if you want to try wrestling and if it doesn't work out for you, at least you won't be regretting it 20 years from now saying, hey, I, I, I had a chance to be a wrestler and I've never done it. It's better to not do it than, you know, it's better to do it and fail than not do it at all. You know, like I would say, I, I never made it as a so-called wrestler, but at least I always had fun. I had fun. I lived my dream. The only dream I ever had as a, as being a kid was I wanted to be a wrestler in any way, shape or form. And I did it and I have no regrets. I had lots of opportunities that I, that, you know, would have been cool to do. And I just, for whatever reason, didn't do them. But uh, like my dad said in his, he had lots of chances to go places and do stuff. And, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, he, he didn't want to work. He hated working out and, and whatnot and didn't do it. I mean, I had some opportunities too, uh, that I, I had chances to go to Puerto Rico. I turn, I didn't go. Uh, I had chances to go to FCW, AKA, well now it's NXT. I had chances to go and do tryouts and stuff there. I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, Dragon Gate USA when they were big in like 2010, I had a tryout with them in Atlanta. I didn't go. <laughs> You know, it's always one of those things to where, like, you, you got to have that confidence of, all right, like, if I go, I don't want to embarrass myself, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, my advice to people can just be, if it's something you really want to do, give it a shot. So that's, I mean, I, I, I would rather not regret something and wait, you know, I don't know. That's, I take the easy approach. If it's something you, if it, you want to do, try it. If it sucks and you hate it, at least at least you learn from it. You know, there's no longer that doubt in the back of your mind, like, oh, what if I did exactly? Yeah, I mean, the only doubt I have in my mind, I mean, there's always doubt in your mind, like, like, but I don't have the doubt of, man, I should have been a wrestler and I never was. I rather had the doubt of, man, I had these cool opportunities and I didn't do them, opposed to, you know, man, you know, I was never a wrestler and I wanted to be. That's how I look at it. I mean, like I said, I always wanted to be a wrestler. I'm sure you did. You always wanted to be in the business, right? Mm -hmm. Some way, shape, or form. So well, that's Absolutely, pretty much man. that's my view. Man. Uh and any plugs if people want to find you on Facebook or Twitter, if they want to book Robbie Cook or Wild Thing <laughs> or Robbie oh. Maxwell. Well, I would say that uh Wild Thing or Wild Thing number one, he's he's dead. I, I, I could never I, I don't think I could ever do that unless though unless I come up with a mask gimmick which I, I've been twirling a mask gimmick in my head for a while and I have a whole crazy gimmick that if I do come back it would be fun to do it would just be a totally weird out there character I have a name I have a mask I have all that stuff already like concepts and stuff rolling it's just that I have to film you know, vignettes and all that weird stuff for it. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have any plugs other than if you, if you find what I'm rambling on about interesting, my Facebook is Robert Cook. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, I got no plugs. I got nothing. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, man. That's it. Absolutely, brother. Uh, any parting words for us here? 
Uh, parting words, I, I hope everyone who's watching or listening or however they're checking this out is happy and as safe as they can be because we're all in this madness together. Um, I know the wrestling world right now is going through so many, you know, horrible, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I just hope that the wrestling world can recover from what's going on. Uh, just so just keep supporting wrestling in any way that you can uh, and be happy as you can be. That's, that's pretty much it, man. That's, that's my leaving, leaving or parting words. <laughs> and, they're, and they're good ones too, brother. Well, man, it was good talking to you. Ladies and gentlemen, ah, I don't have words anymore. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm a professional speaker, Robbie cook. I'm Jordan Purcell. And thank you so much, Robbie here. Thank you for everyone for checking this out. Of course, like subscribe, you know, the usual yada, yada uh, guys, as always keep it kayfabe.